In the 1980s, the system marketing for the acquisition of research and knowledge department buried a bunker deep underneath the Arizona desert. In this bunker, they had subjects watch professional wrestling while monitoring their minds. However, in this bunker, the subjects were never told that wrestling is not real. Up until now, they forced their subjects to write written accounts of what they saw. But for the first time ever, we have an audio account of one of their meetings. This is one of their subjects reacting to WrestleMania 30 from a pure point of view without being corrupted by dirt sheets, the internet, and ease total divas. This is Keeping the Fame, part of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast Network. So, you want me to just start talking? Yes. Okay. All right. So, you, all right. Um, all right. I'll, so, you want me to read this? Uh, yes, Nick. Uh, okay. Um, hello, uh, people uh, out there listening to this podcast. Uh, my name is Nick, and this is the first episode of Keeping the Fabe. Fabe? Is that a is that a misprint? No. Are you sure you don't mean keeping the faith? I'm quite sure, Nick. Oh, all right. Well, okay. I mean, in any case, uh, I'm here uh, as uh, one of uh, the subjects of uh, the the system marketing for the acquisition of research and knowledge here and uh, under the uh, smart department, as we like to call them down here. That's a little nickname we have for you guys. Uh, they, they told me that uh, if... After I watch some wrestling, instead of doing a, a written report like I usually do, if uh, if I do an audio, uh, I'll get extra rations, right? Right. Excellent. Excellent. I'm excited for that. And then this is apparently going out in some sort of like radio show. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm going to talk about wrestling, which I love. I really do love wrestling. Uh, and uh, I, have, I have Dr. Dashwood here. Hello. And uh, she's going to kind of help me figure out this whole audio thing. But uh, WrestleMania 30 uh, just happened. <laughs> I, I was really, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of really exciting. And uh, I think we're just going to go through it and talk about it, right? Right. What did you think about the beginning? Oh, so. Three legends on one oh, stage. Yes, that was, that was unbelievable. Uh, it starts with the host, Hulk Hogan, who I, I of course, missed. And uh, he comes out, and uh, he's, he, he, says, he says hello to everyone at the Silver Dome. Which is in Detroit. I, kn- I know, I know. He made a simple mistake, but then they booed him, and Hulk Hogan should never be booed, ever. Why not, Nick? Uh, he's, he's immortal, first off. He's an immortal human being. He's done everything there is to do in wrestling. He once body slammed Andre the Giant. He, you know, he helped Miss Elizabeth when she was hurt. It is, he's, he's one of the greatest, and I think it's wrong for just because he, you know, stumbles over a few words for a, a crowd of people to, to disregard all the wonderful things he's done for wrestling and boo him. Speaking of uh, stumbling over a few words, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold, I didn't. They didn't tell us. They didn't tell us that Stone Cold was going to be there, and then Stone Cold Steve Austin came out. He made fun of Hulk Hogan, which I was a little worried about. And then I thought, like maybe they're going to fight, but they didn't. And that's that's fine. That's fine. Did uh, Stone Cold seem a little off to you? Perhaps a little intoxicated. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, I I know I'm the the wrestling expert here. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin does not get drunk. He was slurring quite a lot. No, yeah, I know, but you're just being silly because Stone Cold Steve Austin can drink like 
200 beers and he's never been drunk. He 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 says he drinks 20 beers before he gets to the ring usually. I watched him drink a, a, from a hose of beer once. Like he he drinks a lot of beer, don't get me wrong. I know he drinks a lot of beer, but he does he never gets drunk. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, but doesn't Stone Cold Steve Austin usually drive something to the ring? He does, he does. That's, that's why I like him. He usually has, like, he's been doing an ATV, but he's also done like Zambonis, and uh, he did a cement truck once. It was amazing. Why do you think he did not drive anything to the ring? Was it because he was drunk? No, it's not because, th- th- again, you're being, you're, look, anyway, they were in the ring, and it was great. And I loved it, and I was like, this can't get any better. And then all of a sudden, I was asked if I smelled what The Rock was cooking, and The Rock came out. And I I don't know what happened backstage, but it appears that someone had dumped a bucket of water on him because he was very moist when he came out. He was extremely, extremely moist. I mean, it, it may have been that... He was doing the Austin drinking backstage with him, but, you know, not getting drunk. But he, he came out very, very, very slimy looking, it appeared. I cannot deny that. Yes. Any sense. And then they all had some beer. They all had some beer. Uh, Austin, again, with the perfect catches. Uh, he, he, there was a bit of a miscommunication between him and The Rock, and they dropped one, but uh, that's forgivable. Uh, and then Hogan, of course corrected himself and he said the Superdome and everybody lit up and that was such a good way to start a Wrestlemania just amazing I have to commend the man who throws Steve Austin the beer oh absolutely because he's a pretty good arm and Austin's an amazing catch he does those one handed that's how talented Stone Cold Steve Austin is he does those all one handed and how would he catch the beers if he was drunk yeah practice yeah with all your knowledge do you want to start talking about the matches now? Yes, yes. I was uh, the first match. The first match was Daniel Bryan versus the boss now. Now Triple H, the authority. The author, exactly, exactly. And whoever won got to move on to a triple threat match for the title. So this was really important. Uh, Stephanie McMahon, that's Hunter's wife, uh, introduced Triple H, and uh, what? Was she wearing? I, I mean, I don't know. It looked like business shorts. Yeah, and she also had just a weird black ring around her neck with like a napkin, a black napkin that seemed to be hanging off of it. I believe that may be called an ascot. It it, it was an ass something. <laughs> so, but she you looked, said ass. We need to keep this PG. I'm sorry. It's the, I'm sorry, the PJ era, I apologize. Uh, this is not the Attitude Era. Uh, but she brought out Triple H, and Triple H came out in an insane costume. He he was dressed as some sort of barbarian. Yes, it was very Game of Thrones. Not familiar. Uh, but, uh, and then he, I don't understand if uh, Stephanie was, if they're married, why he's allowed to have wenches apparently he had three like Wrestlemania wenches with him and I'm surprised that she would allow such a thing to be taking place right in front of her they're they're just his valets well they were definitely some sort of like belly dancing they they seemed very sexual to me I mean I feel a little odd admitting that but uh, you know he was he was their king and they, they. Well, if he's the king, that would make Stephanie the queen, and you yes. do not mess with the queen. That's true. That's true. So I hope those ladies uh, were not beheaded. Uh, and then Daniel Bryan comes out, and this is this is the thing I don't understand. Daniel Bryan comes out. Everyone is chanting yes. Right. Everyone has the Daniel Bryan T-shirt that says yes. And the foam fingers. The foam fingers. The foam fingers are great. I really want one of those. Or two of them, because one of them would just be silly. Uh, I was really excited. How does Triple H not see that Daniel Bryan's not... He keeps saying he's not good for business when he's... He's not what's best for business. He's He's a B-plus player. Yes. Yeah, I don't understand why he sees that, because he's not a B-plus player. He's beating all these... He beat... My favorite wrestler, John Cena, which is unbelievable. 
And also, if if all if the whole crowd is buying his shirt, that seems to be a a, a solid uh, business model, in my opinion. I just it 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 really boggles my mind that Triple H doesn't see that Daniel Bryan is good for business. That's just uh, I mean, it's just my opinion, but that's that's the way it seems for me. Okay, okay, I'm I'm sorry, I'll I'll get. I'll get a, a little bit better here. I'm sorry. <sighs> so, first, this match is is fantastic. Daniel Bryan, uh, I'm not sure if you were aware, but very injured uh, after an attack from Triple H. Yes, he was wearing a bandage. A bandage all up his arm. Uh, so, he, he was not, you know, it, he's not 100%. That very constraining ace bandage. Yeah, and uh, I'm not, I'm going to say that I was. I wanted Daniel Bryan to win. I really did. And uh, it worries me to just think that he had to fight Triple H. And then even if he won, he would have to go into a triple threat match against two very strong men. I mean, if he lost, it would hardly be a very satisfying WrestleMania. Oh, no, no. I mean, I mean that's what I was afraid was going to happen. And, uh, you know, Triple H was targeting the arm a lot. He was dropping him on the, the his arm and twisting his arm back. Doing a lot of things outside the ring, which I, I don't. I don't think it's fair. Uh, it's it's you know it's not as as safe as the ring. And then uh, after the match, he and, attacked him. Well, well, well. The, before we even get to the end of the match, because there were so many amazing things that happened in that match, Daniel Bryan got hit with a pedigree and kicked out at two. Like the pedigree ends a match. Usually the only one who can do that is your favorite John Cena. John Cena can do it. That's true. John Cena can do it. But Daniel Bryan put on an amazing performance. He was able uh, to, to to wrap, even with the hurt arm, wrap his arms around Triple H and do a uh, German suplex to him. And then from that, roll uh, out of that and do another one. And and then another one, and it's did just you, absolutely incredible. Did you perhaps notice any any similarities to a previous match, perhaps the uh, the main event or an early match in WrestleMania twenty? Um. Uh, no. The, the cross face and the, the suplexes. The German suplexes. Perhaps a no. wrestler named uh, Chris Benoit used those moves against Triple H. The I last time Triple H lost to a younger star? I No, no, Triple H fought Shawn Michaels in the main event of WrestleMania 20. Nick, who won that match? I'm sorry, my nose is bleeding. Hold on. Hold on. We will be taking G- a g- short give break. Give me an, yeah, I want to need a, a tissue. Hold on. Are you feeling better, Nick? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know. I'll get back to... I don't want to think about it right now, but uh, I'll get back to you on, on who won that match. All right, we'll discuss I'm a, that I'm a huge wrestling fan. Day. I should know this, but I'm sorry. So anyway, Daniel Bryan hits the running knee. Right. Knocks out Triple H. Wins the match. Gets to move on for the WWE title. WWE World heavyweight title against Batista and the champion uh, Randy Orton and then I was at I was like at my highest right then right I thought like maybe he could actually do it because this this was this so far it was already impossible and uh, Triple H again just he, he targets that arm and he wraps the arm around the turnbuckle and he hits it with a chair and like at that moment I was like there's no way like we're, he's not even going to make it to the match. Uh, it's just it, it was it was upsetting. Like I don't know. Like that's assault at that point, and I really feel like the police should have been involved at that point. How do you feel about Stephanie's involvement? Um, she. I don't even understand why she's there. She's not in the match. I don't think it's. I don't think it's fair because Daniel Bryan didn't have anyone out there, but Triple H gets to, and it's just. It, it it's a shame when you see uh, such a, a great sport be tampered with. Well, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but um, since they are in charge, being the authority, she can pretty much do whatever I know, she wants. I, I know, and that's just that's that's unfortunately the state that the WWE is in right now, and uh, 
I just I find it I find it troubling. Um so but then the night rolled on to some good news. Yes. Uh the 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 oh you didn't know hits and <laughs> out out come the new age outlaws and I I like their music. I'm not a big fan of them. And uh then out come the shield and the shield comes out through the crowd. They they have the people with them and then Kane comes out and I thought it was weird that the teams kind of came out like not together like they were interspersed but it was good that the shield interrupted uh the the new age outlaws i like to call them uh the old age outlaws because they're they're old because they're old yes 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 so uh that they they have this insane match uh where it's just fast and brutal uh seth rollins hits a move that I I love to call the Seth fucking Rollins, where he jumps over the top rope and just uh, squashes people. We we have the audio, and you, you like to call it the Seth fucking Rollins! Yes, 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 yes. Seth fucking Rollins! He hits, that, he hits one of those. Uh, and then uh, Roman Reigns has a devastating spear. That, he does. That he, hits. he was able to get both of the old age outlaws with one spear and take them down. And then, something that I had never seen before in my life, it was a double-triple powerbomb. A double-triple powerbomb. double-triple powerbomb. What exactly is a double-triple It's a triple powerbomb with double people. I'm sorry? Yes, I know. It's it's, it's that mind-boggling. They were able to triple powerbomb both the old age outlaws in the same move. That's very impressive. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, JBL called it a century bomb because they're old. Because they're old? Because there's a hundred years experience being powerbombed at the same time. Well, that's very good. Yes, yes, it was very good. It was a great match. It was really happy uh, to see the Shield uh, be able to win that match. It's interesting to see the Shield suddenly fighting the authority. Yes. When for the longest time they seemed to be Exactly, exactly. There was a time where I didn't like them very much, but they've they've really turned it around. I've always found them delightful. Absolutely, very. De- 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 I don't know if I'd use the word delightful, but they're delightful. Okay, I would cheer for them. Very good. Uh, then we go backstage. Okay. And we see uh, Sergeant Slaughter and Hacksaw uh, Jim Duggan uh, fighting with this, the the Slam City uh, action figures that we have. Yes, we gave those to you. Yes, yeah, I like them. They're fun. But then it's cool because they're playing with them and I have them. And out, out comes uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And oh. he's going to, they're all going to play together. And I was really excited. And then someone comes in and takes it away. Oh, no, who? It was bought by the Million Dollar Man. And I don't understand. I mean, I know he has a lot of money, but I don't know why he has to buy that one that they were already playing with when he, you could just buy a, his own. Because he can. I, I know... I know he can, but that doesn't mean you should. If he can afford to stuff $100 bills in people's mouths, he can afford to take someone's playthings. I know he, he can afford it. I'm not saying that he can't do it. I'm saying he shouldn't do it because someone else was already using it. Since when has Ted DiBiase been very nice? I know. I know. I, I'm not a fan of his either. Doesn't he have a son somewhere? Um, he used to. I haven't heard from him in a while. Huh. Well, I do hope yes. everything's all right. Yes, yes. Uh, so then we move on to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Unfortunately, Andre the Giant had passed away a few years ago. And uh, Anybody want a peanut? What? The, the listeners at home will understand. Okay. All right, um... So they're having this big battle royal. And might I say... Oh, dear. This was supposed to be a 30-man over-the-top rope battle royal. Yes, and that's what it was. It was a 31-man over-the-top rope battle royal. Who was the 31st man? I I don't know which one is technically the 31st, because there were some that they didn't say were going to be in there, and they were in there. And I'm saying if you're going to say it's 30 and then it's not 30, that's wrong. Did you sit there and count them? Uh, yes, I th- I noticed that it was it was, that there was too many, and I saw a lot of guys that 
I I haven't seen in a while. I got like to, Yoshi Tatsu. I got to, yeah, I got to see Yoshi Tatsu. I got to see David Otunga. Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder. Exactly. I was very excited. But if if it was going to be a thirty man, and they already went over the limit with a thirty one, where were the rest of them? Like whom? Where was Kurt Hawkins? Where was Hudako? Where was JTG? Like, why... Uh, oh, dear God, they never fired JTG. I, I, I mean, I don't understand why they wouldn't They're use them. They're still paying JTG. Yes, they are still... Yes, JTG. Uh, crime time. I'll be damned. Yeah. I, I don't know why he doesn't, you know, challenge for a title. I mean, or, you know, something like that. But it was, it was a very, uh, very, very exciting... Um, I, I have to I have to point out a uh, th- lot of foolish actions in this, in my opinion. Give me some examples. A uh, lot of people going to the top rope, and it's like, hello, that's how you get, that's how you lose, is if you fall over the top rope. So Maybe I, they needed to get people out quickly. I, yeah, but you're not going to throw someone out while you're jumping off the top rope. It's just, it seemed to be foolish that they would choose to to go to the top rope in a match where that's just how you you get in danger. That's just my opinion. Again, I don't wrestle, but I, I just I felt like the logic was 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 laxed. But there were some uh some very sta- there were some standout performances. Some some very standout performances. I have to say uh uh one I was really disappointed in. Uh Fondango. He's outside the ring dancing. And he's already been over the top rope, so why don't you get back in the ring if you really want to win this? I thought it was disrespectful to the memory of Andre the Giant that he spent so much time dancing on the outside, and I think Sheamus gave him exactly what was coming to him. Uh, maybe it is a uh, hubris. Maybe pride goeth before a quite literal fall. Yes, a fall. That's, that's you're very smart. I, I am Doctor Dashwood. Yes. Uh, also, um, Kofi Kingston. Unbelievable! He is fantastic at exploiting those technicalities. Yes, yes. I mean, he—that's just intelligence, really, and 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 skill. He flew, uh, I want to say, twenty feet in the air, landed, and just able to to almost hook his toes around the bottoms of the steel steps and and just stay alive. Unfortunately, wasn't able to win uh, the tournament, or I'm, I'm sorry, the battle royal. Excuse me, uh, but. But he did get his spot. Yes, he, he yeah, it was a good a moment is the word I would use. Um Right, I apologize. Uh and very upset, Del Rio kicking poor Dolph Ziggler in the head again. He has a history of concussions and and laughing about it. Like I I, I understand you want to win, but the the goal is not to 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 maim Del Rio is not very nice, Nick. No, he's not. Not at all. I, it's just... I noticed the uh, the crowd cheered a lot when uh, Dolph Ziggler removed his shirt. I didn't pick up on that. Yes, there was a, a large reaction when he finally removed his shirt that was cut like a 14-year-old cheerleaders. Oh. Cheerleaders. Sorry, hold on. Is your nose bleeding? A little, again? a little. Hold on. All right, I'll we're be going fine. to take another short break. Um, no, all right. Are you Are you all right? Okay, I'm back. I'm back. I apologize. Uh, uh so, sorry. Um, then we, it get it gets we just. We were about to talk about the uh, last men standing. Yes, in yes. The Battle royal. It gets down to uh, the Big Show and Cesaro, and I'm going to be honest. I, I I didn't really like Cesaro. Uh, until he he turned on, we didn't talk about it because it wasn't part of WrestleMania. But you were he, just very excited to talk about The Rock. That's true. That's true. But he used to be part of a team with Jack Swagger. Turned on him, and then for some reason, I just loved Cesaro after that. He just he gave him the big swing, and I, the big swing is amazing. So I was excited to see Cesaro, and I was excited to see the Big Show. I like both of them, but clearly, Big Show was going to win. 
Like right. the idea of Cesaro being able to pull it out against a giant man. It is the David and Goliath story. Yes, yes. It's a, it's and Cesaro's a, not a small man. Just the Big Show is a very large, very man. large man, and an, an extremely large man. It's it's a it's a Razor Ramon one two three kid story, because he was able. I, I still breath. Oh, it's unbelievable to lift up, uh, on uh, pick uh, pick up the Big Show. And body slam him over the top rope. And you know what's weird? It actually reminded me of WrestleMania 3. Because Hogan did that to Andre the Giant. There's no way that was intentional. I know. It, it, was, it, was, uh, it was just an amazing... Um, it was just an amazing coincidence. And it was for the Andre the Giant trophy. So I just thought it, it just... It ended up, like, really nice. It was poetic and, and appropriate in a way that could almost be fictional. It's, uh, you couldn't... You can't... You can't write moments like that. It's just... It was just pure magic. And uh, and to make the, the moment even sweeter, after he did it, Big Show got up and, and he shook Cesaro's hand. And it's good to see... Moments like that where they... Now, in the pre-show, Cesaro had just uh, refused to shake Jack Swagger's hand. That's right. So it was... Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. He pretty, had, pretty smart. He had uh, turned on his villainous compatriot and had embraced mm-hmm. the big show as a friend. Yeah. And all joking aside, it's pretty impressive to throw a 450-pound man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad, I'm glad you're getting into this, Dr. Dashwood. Uh, so then... <laughs> Then, then things got really exciting. Yes, uh, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. Now, I enjoyed the band. I didn't. I didn't like. Oh, the lead singer looked like the hot lead singer in Hocus Pocus. Uh, mm, didn't. I, I don't like. I don't like Bray Wyatt. I don't. I think I. I find him unsettling. He looks like he smells bad. Uh, well, I mean, beyond that, just like the things he says is just. And and, and the, the the Wyatt family that he keeps just like the look in their eyes. It's just they, they seem so lost. It's you, you just mean behind the sheep mask. But yeah, but behind the sheep mask and it and and Harper uh, also he makes that weird noise. Uh, and then they came out. What noise? The the yeah 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 yeah. I can't do it as well. I just wanted to see if I could get you to do it. Uh, you can. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So, uh, they come out to the ring. They have a band playing. It's very unsettling. Uh, I guess because it was WrestleMania, Harper wore a vest to kind of like dress it up. I believe Wyatt wore the vest. Oh, Harper had one on as well. Oh, he, had did a, he? he had he had a uh, like a it looked like a ripped t shirt. He tried, I guess. Uh, cause, he cause was wearing might've... his finest. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, was, it wasn't very nice. I, I think he he fell a little short. Uh, I, I don't like him. Um, That's very uncharitable of you. I'm he was sorry. wearing his nicest clothing. Hey, next part that happened though. How comes John Cena? John Cena, you can't see him. C Nation in the house. John Cena runs full of energy to the ring, and he's ready. Now he's ready to have a match with Bray Wyatt, a wrestling match. My favorite part was watching the cameraman almost eat it after chasing John Cena down the ring. <laughs> I did see that. I was afraid that he was going to run into the rocking chair, which oh, I is. A, would, I was hoping he would eat it. I, I just, I that's eat the rocking chair. Uh, fall. Oh, okay. And I, it's just hit the ground. Uh, it's another reason why I don't think he should be able to bring things like that to the ring. It's dangerous for the crew as well. Um, so. They they have this. Uh, John Cena's ready for a wrestling match. A, right. A, res, a sporting wrestling match. For his five moves. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt falls to his knees. Okay. He doesn't want to wrestle. He's a coward. And he starts he starts telling John to like do it, become the monster. And that's not what John Cena does. So John Cena trying to be sporting tells him to get up. Tells him to get up. So Bray so Wyatt attempts a- to forfeit the match in an effort to make John Cena look bad? That that's almost what he, Bray Wyatt in his crazy little mind thinks is happening and I was I got a little worried because John Cena started he he didn't seem himself he seemed like a more aggressive yeah he John Cena is just not he's not acting himself and he, he starts like 
getting really aggressive with his kicks and he's kind of like jamming his his forearm into the face of of Bray and that's uh, that's not something that I see John Cena do and it's it's starting to make me worry that uh, if he's able to to like mesmerize this Wyatt family that he can do it to other people and you can actually see it in at WrestleMania he does it to the crowd does the, he? The crowd starts like swaying. He's got the whole oh, yeah. world. Oh yeah. Oh, it was it was very uncomfortable that they they all started singing and swaying for him, and he's not a good man, and I don't understand why they would do that. But you could see his influence on John Cena, which is interesting because he yeah. started the match attempting to be nonviolent. Yeah. Well. He's he's trying to make Cena do things he's he doesn't want to do, and like he almost because he picks he picks up the steel steps and he's gonna hit him, but he fights it and he doesn't do it, and then the, the oh this this great moment, but Cena's looking kind of like kind of hurt, but John Cena gets up, hits a shoulder tackle, Bray Wyatt gets back up, hits another shoulder tackle, Bray Wyatt gets up. Tries to throw like a lariat. John Cena, though, sees it coming, dodges it, hits a protoplex. Unbelievable. Absolutely incredible. But then, this uh, a terrifying moment. Tells Bray he can't see him. Bounces off the ropes. When he comes back, Bray is in this weird backward spider position. That was very funny. Oh, I audibly screamed. I... Um. Cena's face was extremely Oh, it's funny. terrifying. It's terrifying. That's not a thing like that happens. It's like Pounce Now, but later, of course, he gets him down again. Doesn't hit the ropes because my boy John Cena, he learns. Of course he does. Drops the five-knuckle shuffle on him. Oh, exciting. Uh, so then we, we had this weird moment where uh, Bray hits the sister Abigail, which is his finisher. Somehow, John Cena... Kicks out of it like a real Daniel Bryan. What? Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because the the pedigree, and he kicks out of it. Bray doesn't know what to do. He goes and gets a chair. Now I think he's going to hit John Cena with a chair. His rocking chair? No, no, a steel chair. And at this at this point, I'm worried that he's going to hit John Cena, but he doesn't. He gives it to John Cena, and expects John Cena to hit him with the chair again, doing that like mind gamey thing. Where he he's trying to make John Cena into someone that he's not, but John Cena, he doesn't give up. No, he doesn't hit Bray with the chair. He hits Eric Rowan because Eric Rowan's trying to interfere. He, they're trying to cheat. Is that the smelly looking one or the giant baby? The, the, he's he's the one with the 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 red beard and the mask. Giant baby. Uh, I don't. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say that to his face. Uh, hits him with the chair. He goes down. John Cena hits the attitude of judgment adjustment. One, two, three. My man, John Cena, victorious at WrestleMania. How many different moves did you say he did? A couple. He did uh, the, the, perhaps the, five. I mean, he. I mean, he did. Well, he also did a lot of things that I don't usually see him do, like the 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 raking of the, the arm. He did. He did. A, he did a, like a. Like a moves, don't John Cena is a hero. Okay, he doesn't give up. He rises above hate, and he beat Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. That he, he did. He secured his legacy. He beat the man who had asked him to beat him at the beginning of the match. Yeah, but you see, you don't understand because it's not. See, to Bray, because he's sick in the head. He's sick in the head. He 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 didn't want to win. It was le- it wasn't about winning a match to him. It was about getting to John Cena, and John Cena was able to not only overcome but also win the match. So that's what a real hero does. He he looked pretty upset after the match. He it was a hard fought match, but you know that's that's what Cena does. He he rises above, and he did it yet again. Well, good my, for John Cena. Exactly, he's my for the hero. Love of God. Let's move on. Uh, so then uh, we had the Hall of Fame people come out. That was really that exciting. Was that was really exciting. It was weird seeing uh, that old guy that was the Ultimate Warrior not be so ultimate. Uh, he needs to wear the face paint. Doctor Warrior. 
doc. I don't think he's a doctor. They wouldn't let that guy be a doctor. Not even a chiropractor. No. Well, and I mean, he breaks some spines. Uh, he was able to lift him above his head, and uh, he was great. Jake the Snake was there. I, who, I will say the uh, Paul Bearer's sons. Yes, yes, were they were eerily. One looked exactly like him, and one did his voice perfectly. Yeah, I, I mean that would make sense that they would look and sound like they're related. Uh, but yeah, it was nice that they honored him. I know I, I miss him uh, a lot. Uh, then. We had Jake the Snake, who didn't bring his, his snake. Thank God. Uh, Carlos Cologne was there. That was that was really good. Uh, Mr. T from WrestleMania 1. I pity the fool. Oh, he pities him. And then Lita. Lita. I hadn't seen Lita in forever. I love Lita, so it was, it was good. I'd love to see her and like AJ mix it up once. That would just be, like, that's a I'm, dream match. I'm I sure they love. I'm sure they have. Oh, do you think? I mean, like maybe backstage and the cameras missed missed it, but oh, I, I that's that's a divas title match I'd really like to see. I'm I'm sure they're not getting along too well. Uh, that's that they should settle it in the ring, is what they should do, because that would be amazing. Feel like uh, that would go poorly. So now, now we got to talk about uh, uh, something a little a little uncomfortable. Nick, are you all right? Um, yeah, I'm. Can be, you continue? I'm, I can. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. But I didn't. I didn't like this. Uh, Brock Lesnar was gonna fight the Undertaker, and the Undertaker is undefeated at WrestleMania. He's a, he's a phenom. He's a, he's the dead man. He, going into this match, he was twenty one and zero. Twenty one and zero. Perfect. Beat CM Punk. Brock Lesnar comes out. Yeah, CM Punk. Get well soon. Uh, and get well soon. He got injured at the Royal Rumble. He got chokes on through a table. Uh, in any case, um, what what happened was he comes out with Paul Heyman. And he's all slimy, and then the, the 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 lights go out. Bong. Yeah, yeah. The bong goes off, and then wherever Undertaker goes, this like fog follows him. So this fog starts to fill out, and then. Uh, there, there's all these these caskets, and they all represent the people that the Undertaker defeated at WrestleMania. And then there's one there. It wasn't very economical. For, there were multiple caskets for I, I people did, he's beaten more than yeah, once. Yeah, that's true. The, you know, there's two for Shawn Michaels, three for the, for Triple H. You, you'd think you'd really only need one for each person. Exactly. I thought that was a little foolish. Uh, but in any case, there was one for for Brock. And Undertaker came out and just, he didn't touch it, just by raising his hand, was able to open Brock Lesnar's casket. And then he made it explode. Oh, chills. That's hardly very nice if he expects Brock Lesnar to be in the casket. I I did think it was weird that if it was for Brock and he was going to beat Brock that he made it explode. It worked out because... Oh, um, don't... mm. Brock didn't need the casket, uh, did so he, Nick? The match, I mean, I was so sure that The Undertaker was going to win. I was positive that The Undertaker was going to win. And, you he know... He stabbed Brock Lesnar with a pen. He stabbed him. He stabbed him in the hand. Like, I mean, I don't like Brock Lesnar, but I'll give him credit that he got stabbed in the hand and he's, he wrestles still. Uh, the, the pen is mightier than the sword, some would say. Uh, so... They, they have this. Oh, because he has a giant sword tattoo. Yes, yes, he does. It's on his chest. Oh. Uh, so they they're they're battling back and forth, and uh, I, I he hits Brock with the choke slam. He hits him with old school, and uh, it's like this is over. This isn't going to go anywhere. Hell's Gate. He gets him in Hell's Gate, and I was like, oh, surely he's going to ch- he's going to tap out, Brock. Lifts the Undertaker up with one hand, slams him down, and then he gets him in 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 the 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 Kimura lock, which broke Triple H's arm, broke Shawn Michaels' arm with that. And but the Undertaker, now the Undertaker's able to reverse it, gets his own Kimura on him. He's able to t- twist Brock's arm. He's screaming in pain. Brock hits him with an F five. Undertaker kicks out. No big deal. Hits him with another F5. Undertaker kicks out. Mm, no big deal. An F10. 
Yeah, yeah. And then he hits him with one more F5, and he had already kicked out of two. So I thought that it would, it would he'd be able to to kick out again. And then the referee came. Yeah. One, one two, three. three. And and there goes like the streak. The streak in yeah, in just in three seconds we lose uh, this uh, incredible streak one of the greatest accomplishments in in the history of sports and it's it's hard to know that a guy like Brock Lesnar is going to run around talking about how he he ended the undertaker and i mean I remember when he first fought, well, second fought. He fought him three times. But the second time, when he was more like Triple H, uh, he fought The Undertaker. And The Undertaker won, but like was really, really banged up. Like he lost everything. Uh, but for this one, Undertaker lost, but was still able to walk out. And it's just, I don't know, I, I, I really, I wish he had won. I understand. I really think he should, it would have been... Uh, it would have been good to see him win again. The reactions from the crowd were crowd was very upset, very upset, and I was the same way. I rea- my mouth went open, and my eyes got wide, and I placed both hands on my head. That's just the reaction you have to have when something like that happens. It was, it was hard. Uh, and it seemed, it seems no one was expecting it because the uh, the mute. Uh, Mr. Lesnar's music didn't start. No, didn't didn't start uh, right away. It's just the twenty-one the and one graphic didn't come up it, immediately. Uh, yeah, the as if somebody had perhaps the uh, person making the graphic hadn't planned for that. Yeah, I, I sure didn't. You'd, I don't you'd, think anybody did. You'd think you'd make both graphics. But I, I guess that sounds logical. I guess. Um. And then the the divas match happened, and I I want to be honest, I didn't really care because I was still thinking about the Undertaker. I didn't really really care. That's kind uh, of sexist. Uh, no, I mean it could have been anything that went afterwards, but it would, I was just I was real broken up. Uh, but I, I, in the end, though, the the Divas match very surprising. Oh, I it was seventeen seventeen Divas. One fall to the finish, no advantage for the champion, but AJ Lee wins. And the referee doesn't even notice that when he had uh, Naomi in uh, the, the, the Black Widow, that she grabbed Naomi's hand and moved it so it looked like she was tapping out. She didn't tap out. She didn't tap out at all. But AJ retained. But the AJ get, gets the title, and then that's that's supposed to be fair. It's you know it was really hard when, like right after the Undertaker loses, then AJ, who's crazy, she is a crazy person. She like they need Doctor Shelby to talk to her because there's something wrong with her. She then cheats to win. It's just. It, it felt like, it felt like there's no justice. No justice. None. Maybe we needed the shield out there. Yeah, that would the, the shield. Of justice. Exactly, that would have made me happy. Uh, so then, uh, we, we we saw some updates earlier that that Brian looked looked hurt. He he's unable to raise his arms, and he likes he needs that for the crowd to say yes because we don't know how when to say yes until he's saying yes. So. I was I was afraid he wasn't going to make it out there, but like a like a true warrior, like an ultimate warrior. I said, let's not go crazy, uh, but he he's able to go up there and he's facing Batista, who is gigantic, right? And and Randy Orton, who's just oh he's so sly and and dirty and. Mm. Now Batista's an interesting case because if I re- if I'm looking through my files correctly. Uh, you liked him for a couple weeks at the beginning of his I was, run. I was happy he won the, the Royal Rumble. I really was. I would have rather it been like like Daniel Bryan or John Cena. Uh, that that would have been amazing. Um, 
but I I liked Batista, and then all of a sudden Batista got all he was just yelling "deal with it" and wearing like really tight pants. Very tight. Pants. Very tight pants. Very tight pants. And I don't. I, I felt like tattoos. I feel like he turned his back on us, and I, I just, I, I, you know, because originally I really wanted him to beat Orton because I didn't like Orton, and then I didn't really like either of them, and then you know, luckily Daniel Bryan, being the smart guy he is, able to the to overcome the the manipulative system that Triple H had in place. And was able to, you know, get his way. And he didn't, just for the record, Daniel Bryan didn't demand to be added in the match. He demanded to earn his way into the match, which I just think is very valiant. It's very valiant. And uh, Daniel Bryan did earn his way into the match. He beat Triple H. He, he beat Triple H. So now we have this this big triple threat match. And triple threat. One triple threat. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and so we have this big match, and they, they're they battling, and Brian's trying to, to to do the best that he can, and he's battling, and he's battling. And what happens but <sighs> Triple H comes out, and he lost. He has no reason to be out there. Correct. He, the referees are injured now, and you know, that's usually a fine. And Scott Armstrong shows up. He's I'm sorry, who? He, he's a referee. And when Daniel Bryan won the title for the first time, Scott Armstrong lied and said that they were in cahoots together and that Daniel Bryan paid him, but he didn't. Daniel Bryan said he didn't do it. But Scott Armstrong said he did, so they believed him, which I don't think is fair. And now he's back, so it's obvious now that this was all a scam. I just, oh. So, let me tell you, I was really, really happy when I saw Dan O'Brien kick him in the head. Kicked him right in the head? Kicked him right in the head. I know that's going to be a fine, but he, he deserved it. Bounced off the ropes, dove through the ropes, took out Scott Armstrong, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon. Ooh. Yeah, I was a little worried. It looked like uh, it looked like she had some ankle twistage, and I mean, she's a woman, so it's you don't want to see. You know, you're not supposed to attack women. That's just wrong. But she should she, not have worn those shoes. She ringside. shouldn't have been out there. Shouldn't have been out there. And but then Batista and Triple H, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm getting upset. Batista and uh, Randy Orton used to be in Evolution together. Yes. And all of a sudden, they start teaming up. And if you thought the double-triple powerbomb was bad, this this takes the cake. Batista gets on top of the announce table, lifts him up for a Batista bomb. Randy Orton jumps off the steel steps, catches him into a backwards RKO onto the Spanish announce table. It's always the Spanish announce table. Yes, I don't know why. I, I it's, enjoyed it's, um, it's Ricardo like a, pointing to the French announce table. Yeah, that's true. I don't, they don't usually have one of those, and I was surprised. I assumed they were going to destroy that one as well. If, if it's, we're lucky that didn't happen, because Randy Orton comes down, hits him on this move, and I, I'm, I think that Dan O'Brien, is, uh, his neck is broken, that he's... He's paralyzed. And the only joy I can take out of this is Randy Orton landed right on top of a monitor, like right in his back. And I was like, good, because what you're doing is horrible. He uh, he actually did look pretty cut up. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the car, it was a, like laser-guided karma. <laughs> and he, he hits this move that I'd never seen before, and it's through a table. And Dan O'Brien is, is not moving. I have to admit they uh they got us upstairs with this one too. What do you mean? Uh, we we thought he was uh Randy Orton and Batista really got us. We thought yeah. we thought Brian was down. Yeah, I uh, yeah, it's yeah, it was a, it was an emotional down. moment for everyone. And the the stretcher came out and they wheeled him off and like at that point it, it was kind of just like after the Undertaker and AJ Lee and now 
Now this, like, I couldn't, I, I couldn't focus on the match. I really don't even remember what, what Batista and Orton were doing because Daniel Bryan is is being is being wheeled out, and that's that's how his WrestleMania is going to end. But then somehow, inside him, I mean, he his neck might have been broken. He still fought his way off of the stretcher and into the ring. And he was going to continue to fight for that title, and he, in, in in an unbelievable moment, was able to lock the yes lock onto Batista, and Batista tapped out. He did. Yes, he said, "I quit," like he did to John Cena the first time Batista left, and now. After uh, it's been so long that we that I've been waiting just to see Daniel Bryan, you know, prove everyone wrong, and that's exactly what he did. He had two belts and he held them up over his head, even though his arm must have been destroyed. They had ripped the tape off of it. Probably the adrenaline. The adrenaline, exactly. And he was able to yes and confetti and and I kept thinking that uh, uh, Triple H said, uh, "I'm going to bury." Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, and then he gets buried in confetti. And I was like, ah, it's not what you meant. And and now we have a new WWE World Heavyweight Champion, and his name is Daniel Bryan. And I'm uh, I couldn't be I couldn't be happier. I'm I'm very glad to hear that, Nick. I'm glad you're satisfied. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, this was good. Uh. This is, I mean, it's a, it went a lot faster than having to write all that down. Yes, it did. So uh, this is good. And I got to read a, a sign-off thing? Yes, okay. you do. Um. All right. Uh, this has been Keeping the Fabe. Are you sure? It is Keeping the Fabe, yes. I, but I thought Keeping the Faith. It's Keeping the Fabe. Fabe is an acronym for something we're doing upstairs. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. I just... I'd have never done this. Don't challenge me, Nick. I know. I'm not trying to challenge you. I just... I I thought... I don't want this to be bad. So I'm trying trying to make it good. Yes. The nice listeners would like to stop listening now. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Uh, If you are interested in uh, what you've just heard and you have any questions uh, for me... Or, or the, the, the Spark Department, uh, they can be reached on Twitter. Oh, wait, one of those Twitter things that they keep talking about on... Yes. Okay. I've, I don't understand what that means, but it, we have one now, which is great. It's a privilege. Uh, we, we are our Smark Department on on the Twitter. Excellent. Uh, you can also send us a uh, an email at uh, keeping... The Fabe, it's it's Fabe apparently, it's not Faith. Keeping the Fabe, and then there's an A in a circle, and then Gmail. 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 Gmail dot com. At Smart Department or KeepingTheFabe at gmail.com. Yes. Well, yeah, right. All right. So um, my, my, my name is Nick. And I am Dr. Dashwood. And, and this has been uh, WrestleMania 30 on Keeping the Faith. Keeping the fabe. Keeping the fabe. Good night.